Welcome to the Adorned Women Podcast. Our goal is to inspire you with new stories each week featuring women of faith from all over the world and all walks of life. Through weekly discussions with each sister in Christ, we hope to give you a glimpse into who they are and how their lives have been transformed by the gospel. We're all in this journey together, so let's be inspired together. Hello, Adorned Women. I'm your host, Alicia. Before I introduce today's guest, I just want to take a second to acknowledge what you might have already noticed if you've been listening to the podcast, mainly that there have been a few changes. One of the exciting ones that you might not realize if you're tuning in via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, or the website, is that we now feature video. We have a YouTube channel, and it's linked in the show notes, and that's kind of a big one because it's going to affect the overall sound of the podcast a bit. The downside is that I won't be editing the conversations very much, so you'll hear a lot more ums and talking over each other, but the upside is that this video format allows us to reach a much more global audience and hopefully one day feature non-English subtitles and maybe even dubs. It's been our heart from the beginning, not just to bring stories from outside the U.S. into the U.S., but to share global stories with a global audience. So this is one small step towards that. If you're a podcast listener, you can keep on tuning in for the podcast, but if you'd like to watch the interviews, then just click the link in our show notes and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, now that announcements are done, let me tell you about today's guest. Berna is a native of Iceland through and through, having been born in the northern town of Akureyri and now living in a smaller town called Selfoss. I'm not going to try to say her last name because I already embarrassed myself enough during the interview, but if you were to Google Icebirna with ice spelled I-C-E and Birna spelled B-I-R-N-A, um, you'd find a ton of stuff on her because she does this crazy thing where she swims for fun and sometimes for competition in ice water, like close to zero degrees Celsius. You'll hear a little bit about that in today's interview, but she doesn't go on and on about it because, you know, that's just what she does. And that's something I really loved about my conversation with Birna. She has this really incredible story, and with God, she's overcome so much hardship and continues to fight to live as normal a life as possible with PTSD and anxiety, but she never talks about it as if it's such a huge deal. She doesn't tell her life story with any expectation that it's going to inspire. She simply talks about her love and appreciation for God in the way you might talk about a friend. She talks about God's goodness and provision for her as if she's talking about a loving parent. His presence and protection in her life is supernatural and yet so natural. So as you listen to our conversation in a moment, I hope you'll find something to take with you. Whether you find something in common with Birna in an aspect of her childhood, her personality, her struggles, or her delight in God, or maybe nothing at all, I pray that you'll be open to what God has to say to you through her story here today. And I also pray that maybe today is the day you find the courage to share your story with those who are close to you. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi, Birna. Um, am I saying your name correctly? Yeah, my name is Birna Hon. Birna Hon. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you go by. <laughs> I, I know I butchered it. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just going to avoid saying your last name in the introduction. Um, so um, I know that if anybody from Iceland listened to it, they would be embarrassed. The sad thing is I lived in Iceland for three months and I still, I did not pick up the pronunciation, <laughs> unfortunately. No, it's, it's really hard language. Yeah. Well, um, it, I'm so excited to have you on today. You're actually our first guest with video. So that's exciting. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um, and uh, 
So I would just want to start off by asking you a little bit about Iceland, about where you're from. Um, what kind of things do you enjoy about Iceland? Well, I'm born and raised in Akureyri, that's in north of Iceland. And uh, I lived there until I was 20. And I had quite adventurous childhood. I was staying in the cabin with my family like every weekend or sometimes the whole summer and we didn't have water and we didn't have electricity. So we just made everything ourselves with getting the water from the stream and there I have my best childhood memories. So, and I think I based my life on that because I figure out really young, I thrive in the nature. So, but what I know about living in Iceland is so short way to go to the nature just out of the door <laughs> yeah tell us a little bit about um the nature in iceland because i know um, it's a beautiful country it is beautiful country and then it's like we have kind of everything except maybe really really warm weather but we have uh, a lot of lava we have volcanoes and we have mountains and we have a lot of lakes and we have of course ocean all around the island because we are an island so uh, that suits me really well because I'm a swimmer. So wherever I go, I want to go in and dip and enjoy staying in nature and getting into the ocean. I feel like I'm getting into the nature and being part of it. So, it's, yeah, I just love living here. But sometimes I feel like I'm stuck here because we live kind of away from everyone else and it's kind of expensive to get away from here. But... I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, so it, it can be a little bit isolated. Is there anything else that you wish was different about it or you don't like as much? Well, I would love the weather to be a little calmer. Yeah. Because it changes every... Like we say to the tourists, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. It's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> it changes every other minute. And you never know. I went out for a walk with my dog this morning and... I went for three hours and I got rain and I got sun and I got snow and it was really windy. Then it got calm. So, you know, you never know what to get. And that was only on three hours in my town. It's, it's a small town where I live. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, and, uh, also, one thing I would love to be different in Iceland is the gap between the people who have less money and a lot of money. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Hmm. And everything in Iceland is really expensive. Mm. Yeah. So that's... Can you can you share a little bit about your family? I, I know you have three daughters and a really young grandson. Is that right? Yeah, I have three daughters. My youngest one name is Katrin, and she is 21. My middle one name is Gunnar, and her uh, she is 23. And then I have Dagnihult, and she is 24. So they're 21, 23, and 24. Mm. So they're pretty, are they pretty close as siblings? Uh, they're good now. You know, they were close, then I got argue, and, you know, and then I got close, and then I argue, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can and, relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that's like typical siblings. That's like, I want to have it because when they grow up and learn things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and my middle one, Queen she has a she has a son, that's my grandson. Yeah. And he's seven months today. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. And, uh, he's, his name is Mikhail. And I lo- lo- love that name, Mikhail Svavar. He's 
father's name is Wendell Muswawa. Okay. So he has the last name from his dad. And I got so lucky and I'm so grateful and so lucky that I've been a big, big, big part of his life. It, uh, when he got born, he was really harsh and uh, that we didn't really know if his brain function, function would be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they put him on cooling for three days and nights, like seven, I don't know how many hours that is. Yeah. So they cooled his body down because they were afraid his brain didn't function. Mm. So it's so amazing. Again, you know, there comes God in. I asked my daughter if I could ask my church to pray, and then we called and called and called and called. And we had like many hundred people praying for him. Wow. And he's, he's a true miracle. The doctors thought he would maybe not have any brain function, but he's perfect. He's fine. Wow. Yeah. So I can see every day when I'm handling him how God works. He's such a miracle. It's like I just totally love being with him. And he comes and stays often here with me. I'm so lucky. He, his parents, they they trust me to have him. So I take him and I take him to my church and... It's the best thing in the world to be a grandma. That's so sweet. I love that he's a miracle baby. I love those reminders that that sometimes we get in our lives that God is faithful and and he has amazing power and he loves us. So that's great that you have that in your grandson. Yeah, and I see it like when he starts to learn to scream, it's like, oh, that's a miracle. (laughs) When he starts to cry, I'm like, oh, that's also a miracle. (laughs) That's such a great perspective. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, like, how close are they to you? How often do you get to see them? Do you get to see your other daughters as well? Yeah, my oldest daughter, she lives just nearby the next house, and she's pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. So exciting. And, uh, yeah, really. <laughs> and she has, uh, her, her baby's a boy. Okay. And I, I meet them quite often, a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I meet Gunnar, Nikal mom like kind of every day but now it's getting a little bit bigger fast mm-hmm. because uh, in the beginning we all kind of were really scared after he was born so it was good to be together and and Catherine she's, she's my butterfly she's all over the place so mm-hmm. but I we speak every day like a couple of days a couple of times a day and we meet often and on Monday we are going to Africa for a ski trip, so... Okay, that's fun. So we, we do all kind of things, me and my girls. Yeah, so you like skiing. Do they like swimming in the ocean? Oh, yeah, they all do. Wow. I raised them in there. I was like, oh, it's not cold, just get in. <laughs> that is crazy, because I will say, when I was in Iceland, I jumped in the water. I It was not to swim. It was to try and rescue a phone that fell in the water, but... It was, <laughs> I was not able to function. I cannot believe that you actually enjoy swimming in that water. Because how cold is it? It's, uh, it goes down to zero and all the way up to maybe 14 degrees Celsius. Wow. So, but I, I, I travel all around the world to compete in ice swimming. So I'm an ice swimmer. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, share a little bit about that. Well, um, when I was a kid, I was always accidentally falling in the rivers and the lakes <laughs> and everything because I just loved the water. And 
then I came to be a swimmer. I started to train swimming and I felt really protected in the pool because I was abused a lot. And when I was in the pool, my coach did all of this and watched the swimming, so I felt safe. Hmm. And I think he's one of the angels that God sent me to me to protect me. Hmm. Then I felt really safe in the water. And there I have my best connections and talks to God. Yeah. So then I had my girls and I stopped competing in swimming. And then I got into the ocean swimming, but open water swimming and then I wanted to do more, and I went to cold swimming and ice swimming, and yeah, and I just love love it. Yeah, that's crazy. And you you just love nature in general, right? So what else do you do? Well, I hike a lot, and I camp a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, last year, I went camping from October to first of January, fourteen nights and ten. That's quite much in the snow and the harsh weather mm-hmm. last year. And also, it's really dark, but that's, that's the thing that keeps me insane. <laughs> I'm kind of not a person. <laughs> that's the thing that keeps me insane. So I do hiking and camping and swimming. And just everything. I love skiing and skating. And yeah. So. And you said that's where you feel like you can talk to God. You feel connected to God. How did you yeah. originally learn about God? Uh, when I was... When I was five, uh, my grandma, uh, we, I went for summer camps, like Christian summer camps, mm-hmm. from five to 14. And they're only allowed to be there from six to 12. But I got from five to 14. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and it was expensive, but my grandma, she always paid it for me. And that was my safe place because I was abused where I in the surrounding where I was living. So when I went there, I got saved. I was I was saved. No one can touch me. So I could relax. And when I was five, I was just five. You know, when I got sick, and I went every year for two, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the ladies, there were two ladies who was taking care of us. They picked up that something was wrong. And they, like, said to me, hey, Birna, do you want to come and cut the vegetables with us? And I'd say, oh, we need help, you know. So <laughs> that was some, then they said, hey, Birna, can you go and pick up the maid for us? And I said, oh, they really need my help. Yeah. Um, so I thought, because I was just a kid, I was only 12 at that time. I thought it was important, and they made me feel like I was possible. And I always wet my bed during the night, so they woke me up and changed the bed before ever before all all the other girls woke up, so it wouldn't be bullied. Mm-hmm. So it's so amazing because then one day I was laying in my stomach in my bunk bed, and I was reading Johannes. Uh, I don't know why, because I didn't really read, <laughs> because I have ATHD for all the money, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started to feel like I was flying. Did I have, before that, like an out-of-body experience? 
because of my views. So I thought that was gonna that was happening. Mm. This is so much more. I felt like something got into my bloodstream and into every single thing for and after that I knew for a certain I was never alone. So I think the ladies there they helped me to feel safe safe enough to open up for God to touch me. Hmm. And he touched me all the way. He's not in my head, he's in my heart. Yeah. So that's, that's incredible that but, you you first experienced the love of God through these women and then that opened your heart to actually truly experience God directly. Yeah, and um, my life didn't stop to be hard, but after that I knew whatever happened, I'm never alone. Because before that I always felt alone. So the assurance that I had in my body, in my soul, in my head, in my heart was, I am never alone. Hmm. There's always someone there who's going to protect me and take care of me and keep me safe. Because the abuse kept on going for years after that. Hmm. So I'm, I'm so grateful for this. I, and I feel so sad for people that don't have that. Yeah. But I thought, I thought everyone had it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then people start arguing about the gospel and the and I was like, why are you arguing about this? This is obvious. It's in your heart, it's not your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people can know about God but not really experience him or have a relationship with him. And yeah. It's yeah, missing. Because uh, because of how I grew up, I was really Immature in certain ways, and really, I'm mature, mature in other ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Immature. I knew a lot of things here and little things there. So I kind of didn't fit. I was like this. <laughs> yeah. I was really good in school. I was good in everything, but communicating with people was really hard. And I was really bad at it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like people. So. All of us stays in me filled up with God, and it's still like that. <laughs> yeah. How how else has he, I mean, that happened when you're 12, and obviously you're still close with him. So how else has yeah. God continued to assure you that um, he's He's with you and that you're never alone? Uh, well, for example, when I can, because I have really a hard time sleeping, because I have PTSD. So when I put my pants up, I imagine I'm putting my uh, arm of God. Hmm. And I put the pants up and I and I make everything cozy. And I, when I go to sleep, I feel like I'm getting into arms of God and feel safe. Hmm. So it, it's funny because I live on the second floor. I don't want to live on the ground floor because people can get more easily to me. But then I camp here and there with thin pants, and I feel safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. that God, you know, God knows what you understand best and what you connect with best, and so I think you know He's just simply speaking to you and reassuring you in ways that you understand, and yeah. Yeah, and also if I'm hiking, I I hike a lot, and I always talk, talk to God. I don't. My prayer is like talking, like. 
he's next to me, he's with me. Mm. I don't say, you know, it's not formal. <laughs> when I ask him questions, and I always get signed. I look down and I can see the moss, and suddenly it's a little heart, or a little stone is hard. Mm. Or suddenly comes a fog. When I see the fog, and I'm like, oh, it's not you, it's something else. When I see something else, and I'm like, okay, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we doubt it, but then, you know, he's always faithful to to make sure we understand. And, like, uh, I have someone who says, you know, you'll know that you know that you know that it's him. Yeah. 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 For example, uh, that, that clear example of that I have is I was changing apartment. I was selling my old apartment and getting a new one, and uh, I'm not really much into changes because I have a hard time for things, things changing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Someone made an offer at my apartment, and I had another one I wanted to buy, so then it fell through, and then I said, God, I can't do this, and I pulled my apartment off the list. Then I said one day, like, God, if you want me to sell the apartment, could you please give me a sign? And on a balcony, I had a balcony, and suddenly came a bird and sit down there. I was like, there's never a bird there. I said, okay, God, tell me that this is no, it's something else, God. You need to give me a better example, better sign. Then I was biking downtown to go to my psychiatrist. How do you say? That was it, yeah, psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the steering wheel is like this, and then the wheel comes here. Mm-hmm. And the bird came and flew next to me for like a couple of minutes. Wow. And I was like... Okay, birds don't fly there. No. So, so, so I just stopped and called my real estate agent and said, oh, you can put my apartment on sale again. And I went for the appointment. When I came out, it was sold. Wow. Wow, just like for that. A high, for a higher price wow. than I, I had before. And the guy who bought it, he almost bought all the furniture too. <laughs> wow. That's such a yeah, blessing. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it can't be clear, more clear than this. And I'm sure some people would hear that and say, that's just coincidence. But I know you've experienced him so many times, you know, that's not. I know. You know, I always thought it was coincidence, but again and again and again and again. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, God is so faithful and he just, he'll do it again and again and again. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. We see but, it in the Bible and we see it in our lives. Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned, you know, PTSD and anxiety. And if you don't mind me asking, could you share a little bit about what you experience, I guess, just in some of your darkest times? Because I know we have listeners who, and you know, nobody, nobody always feels close to God. You know, there are definitely times when we feel further away. So what is it like for you when you feel further away from God? And then how does he pull you closer to him again? Well, it happens because uh, sometimes I get really suicidal mm. when I just pick up my PTSD. I get suicidal. But I, I have the best friends in the world. Mm. They're also, they are believers and they believe in God. And sometimes I just have to get borrowed from them. I go to them and they pray for me. And if that's not enough, I go camping. <laughs> And when, I go, when I go camping, 
it just happens. Doesn't matter if it's minus 15 degrees Celsius or 10 <laughs> degrees. I just go and I, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's again, I think that sounds like the same thing as like when you were at camp and first those women cared for you and then God met you. It's the same thing even now today is, you know, it's his people surrounding you and also him meeting you where you're at. Is that correct? Yeah, and also he knows that I'm a nature person and he meets me there. Yeah. And he shows me he's there. Yeah. And when I go into the ocean, I swim a lot in the ocean. I feel like uh, the ocean is like hugging me. Oh. Then I feel like God is hugging me because the salt in the ocean makes the ocean a little heavier than the lake. And I feel like I can't ex- I can't explain it. It's something just in in myself, and I feel like oh, finally I can breathe. <laughs> and the water is maybe two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that that still blows my mind. But yeah, I lo- your relationship with God is so personal and so pure. And what's beautiful about it is not that it would apply to everybody. I don't think God's going to speak to everybody in that way, but he knows you and he meets you so personally. Um, and I think that's what you can take away from this is that God meets you personally. It doesn't matter if you love nature or you love shopping or you love um, being in uh, being in the kitchen or being out and talking with people. God meets you where you're at and he relates to you in the way that he designed you to be related to. Um, and so I love how personal of God he is. And also he kind of meets me the way that I need to go if I'm lost. Yeah. Because I feel, I feel like he just gets my hands and like because I feel quite lonely also. Mm. In lonely because I have quite hard time to connect to people because I'm afraid of people because I have a trust issue. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about getting a dog for two years. Yeah. <coughs> and he's there. Yeah. You, oh, he's so cute. What's his name? And I got the, and he's, he's three years old, and he, and I was laying in my couch the other day, this full of anxiety, I couldn't move. He came and crawled into my arms, and oh. I, yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is. So, I don't know. I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. I think it's so sad for people that miss, have, have that things missing some of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God is always there for you and he doesn't leave you alone. <laughs> ever. <Yeah>. Never, ever. <laughs> That's beautiful. What um, what kind of things do you talk to him about whenever you, you said you pray just as if you're talking to him as if he's next to you, which I love. It kind of reminds me of um, just verses in the Bible that talk about approaching God directly or just, you know, going boldly to the throne. Um, what kind of things do you talk about with him? I would say, he's my favorite friend. <laughs> he's my best friend. I love that. And, yeah, and he, he gives me the answers, maybe not the answers I want, but I get the answers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not when I want them, but I, I get them. And I'm maybe... <laughs> I often say, if I would meet someone hiking, because I travel almost alone, and I camp alone before I got the dog, mm-hmm. uh, I'm training him for camping now. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, uh, I talk, uh, it looks like I'm talking to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm like, hey, yeah, this is my career, yeah. When it starts to flow, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but so it's kind of, I talk to them about everything, even the sad things, the good things, the happy things, you know, because he's my best friend, and he's just there all the time. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, what kind of things has God been teaching you lately? Uh, I think he's been pointing out, uh, maybe also because I decided to come on this podcast, is one thing he's pointing out for me, I think, which message that I'm enough. Uh, I always feel like a little bit of failure because I'm not working. And I feel like I'm not giving anything to society money-wise, mm. but uh, I think he's telling me every day now I'm enough, and I always ask him to give me opportunity to let me see I'm enough, and then you contact me. <laughs> you know, I'm enough. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing I'm learning now and also learning how to trust people. People actually, uh, for me, uh, the reason I'm so much alone is because I don't trust and I have a hard time to make deep connections. Mm-hmm. But lately, I have great friends and I, I think lately my friendships are getting deeper and I'm more vulnerable and be able to open up more. So I think that's the... Uh, and also, he's reminding me every day he's there when I hold a question. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's um, that's something special, and it's definitely understandable that that can be difficult for you. It can be difficult for people who have experienced instances where relationships were not safe and they were not um, worthy of trust. Um, but it's amazing to hear that you've been able to go deeper with people, and that God has led you in that, and then been faithful to give you friends that are so good for you. Yeah, and. Um, uh, I think it's also given me strength to put up, uh, what do you call it? When people are going to walk all over you, but you can stop them. Hmm. I don't know what uh, word that No, I think it's given me more strength to not let everyone walk over me. I'm, I can stand up for myself. Oh, yeah, like because, boundaries and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, boundaries. yeah. Okay. I think it's given me more uh, power to set boundaries both myself and others. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I do want to ask a little bit about your your relationships with other believers, uh, both receiving and giving. So if we could switch over a little bit to that. um, My first question is just, as you've interacted with believers, I guess, was your grandma a believer, the one who sent you to Christian camp and let you go? I I don't know. You don't know? Okay. No, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. uh, and uh, I kept the, uh, I kept God to myself because I didn't anyone want to ruin it because of so many things got ruined. Mm-hmm. So I often say it's not so long a time ago since I came out of the closet with God. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you did, and I'm so glad we get to share your story here. Um, yeah. So who then has been? Um, 
maybe some people that have poured into your faith? Or would you say, I mean, you've already mentioned friends, so I know you have friends that pour into you. Do you have anybody else who's maybe mentored you in your faith or poured into you? I think it's mostly in the summer camp. And also my dad, but my dad is like 74. Mm. And he believes in God, but he's also believes in someone who's dead. You know, that's a big thing in Iceland. Mm. It doesn't bother me because for him it's the same thing. So he always asked me, did my do you still go to the church? And did you still meet the friends in the church? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I go to my church here in Salfos. So I love that. Yeah. How about uh, the other way around? Do you feel like God has led you um, to build up other people, either sharing the gospel with non-believers or um, just simply building up other believers and pouring into them? I think some, I think yes, on some way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I decided because I haven't loud voice, God voice, you know, I haven't, uh, I have a hard time reading the Bible, but I have easy time to listen to God when He speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I have people are sometimes ask me because of my PTSD and my anxiety, but how how do you cope? How can you do it? But I have so hard time mm. when I get get the gap to tell them yeah. stuff because God is helping me. I think that's the way. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the way I can tell some others about God because I'm not this person, you know. Right. I'm really gentle because he's so gentle with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. He yeah. doesn't He doesn't make us all the same. And, again, that comes back to the personal relationship. I think he leads us very personally into pouring into others as well. I would agree with you. Like, I don't necessarily feel comfortable with all the same things that maybe a pastor or uh, an evangelist might be gifted with. I don't have necessarily those gifts, but God has given me unique ways to share with others. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. And I think, I think you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a swimmer too. So I had a coach and they say, you know, the way you were coached is the way you start to coach. And so when I went to coaching, I coached a lot, like my coaches coached me. And I think it's that way with God too. It's like the way we experience God most personally for us is the way we're able to pour out his love for others. And I think I can see that in, in the way you have God relate to you and the way you relate to others. I think that's very clear. Yeah. Maybe I underestimate how it works for others, because I, I'm struggling with this thing being enough. But a lot of people have asked me more, so how do you cope? And then I tell them, and they come maybe to Disney teachers or try it out. Or, and I believe uh, because of my childhood was like it was, and... Uh, I think if I can help one person in my life, it would work to go through it. Yeah, I think it's it's almost like those women who helped you as well, like the women at camp who it was just asking you to come help in the kitchen or something or to just keep you safe, help you feel safe where you were at and not, you know, try to pull you into something that you weren't comfortable with. But even something so simple as that can open people up to God and then God is the one who transforms hearts. 
yeah, it's like I had a hard time to take it. We had to take a shower all together in one big room. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So they always came to me the day before. I was like, we were thinking about, could you come and help us check if the showers are okay? Mm-hmm. But this is amazing. It's so amazing how God works. Yeah. He was there. And I wish everyone could experience it. I'm sad for the people who missed it. Yeah. If you could um, suggest, and this is the question we ask at the end of every episode, but if you could suggest um, something our community pray for, for you, for your family, and for your country, what, what kind of things would you have on that list? Uh, for the country, I wish that more people would open up to God. Mm-hmm. Because we are really liberal, so many states, you know, and that's, I think it's that in cost of our, our religion. I think people are directed in more, many wrong ways away from God because we are taking everything so open. We are so, you know, we have to be best in everything, also in this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I just, maybe it would be nice if you could pray for me to open up a little bit more and uh, for my daughters and my family. And my friends, and I don't know. I think God is talking right through this because I didn't say no to this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I believe God uses this not only for the people who listen, but for, for you, for the guests who come on here. God uses that, and he uses it for me, too. I learn things on every every episode. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can certainly be praying for those things. Um, and I just want to mention, because I know this about Iceland, but um, can you share a little bit more about um, kind of how religion is in Iceland? Because there's a state church, right? But there's yes, not. Yes, it's a state church. And, and when you're born, you can't, you get into it automatically. And mm-hmm. okay. uh, um, But people who are in the state church, they really don't think about it. Yeah. Because I think, because now they are banning us to have Christmas celebrations because of other religions in the schools and everything. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's getting close down. Um, but in the same way, I don't know, we are trying to be so liberal to everything. I think it's wrong. But if I say that to other people, they're like, you're just judging us, you know. It's a fine line. Yeah. It's a typical Iceland. It is. It is tough. And, um, yeah, so the church is, is just kind of like, I'm from Iceland, so I'm a Christian, kind of, basically. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're definitely Christian if you're from Iceland, except if you decide not to. Hmm. Yeah. When you get born, you are Christian. And you're in the church until you decide to not be in the church. So I think maybe eighty percent are in the church without knowing or without thinking. Or, mm-hmm. but I'm in, I'm in the what do you call it? I'm not in the state church. Right. Uh, you go to a Pentecostal church. Is yeah. That, yeah. Because it's more free from there to praise God. Mm-hmm. More songs, more, more happiness, and yeah. more closure, and, and more close. Yeah, the people there truly experience God and truly have relationships with Him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we can definitely be praying for Iceland, that there would be revival there and that people would truly meet Jesus, meet God there. Um, pray for your family, for your daughters, and for your grandson, and soon-to-be next grandson. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm then, excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then pray that God would lead you in ways that fit your personality and the way He designed you, but to open up more and, and take those steps when He leads you um, in faith yeah. that He can work through you and that you are enough. Oh, thank you. That's good. Thank you for listening to the Adorned Women podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, then follow us on our Instagram for even more great content all week long. Our handle is at Adorned Women. You can also visit our website at www.adornedwomen.com. And of course, join us again next week as we connect with another sister in Christ and learn so much from her life of faith. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.